0: Welcome to Stirring Faith with Cherry Strange, formerly the She Yearns podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Stirring Faith aims to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Last week was our spring break so I took a few days off to be with them and did not do uh, the ministry work or the podcast. I spent time with them and lo and behold they're on a second spring break (laughs) and I said I can't do this again. I have work to do but you might hear them in the background because they're all home. My college kids are home and they have an extended break and my six other kids who are in the school district are home because as you might be feeling times have changed in the last few days and it changes every few hours. We're not sure how long they're going to be home right now they're doing some virtual work the school district has got them on all their computers and they're doing some virtual work until we hear differently not sure if and when they're going back because of the coronavirus Wowzers! what an unexpected time you and i are living in i cannot think of a person or environment really across the globe in which the coronavirus is not impacting them to some degree at at this point it's kind of got a doom and gloom atmosphere around it. I know you know this. You know you know that it's more deadly than the flu. There's not a vaccination right now that we just have no idea how widespread it is because we don't have enough tests in the U.S. that we're not really equipped in our hospitals to deal with the number of people who might have it if it was to spread. why? That's why they're making us all stay at home right now. And it's crushing the economy. And that's really the word that I can come up with right now. What, what I get the sense that it's giving to people is this feeling of it's crushing. It's, it's really the word that expresses the emotion and the impact when you, when you get out there. The experts are telling us that we may really not have felt it yet if we don't get a handle on it, if we don't do what they say and stay at home. And honestly, what such uncertainty can yield in us, unchecked, is fear. And that's really where people are headed. And I get it because of where we are and what my spouse does for a living and the exposure he will have. Should it spread into the communities, uh, the uncertainty definitely breeds fear and it brings it into my living room and there's nothing we can do about that. So, I want to offer you first some good news because God is on the throne. This is not catching him by surprise. He doesn't want us to live in fear, even in times of uncertainty. And there is some good news. And I want to bring that to you first because you don't get that right now. Many of us are not able to attend our church services on location. So, uh, lots and lots of us had to go to a virtual platform over the weekend. Some people were prepared for that. Some people were not. <laughs> so some people have a Facebook Live or you have your own app or you have already prepared for that kind of platform and you already use it widely. Other people don't do that or don't do it widely. And so one of the platforms that I'm aware of that gives that option to churches is YouVersion. They offer that to churches. And over the weekend, I believe there were like, 2,600 churches who wanted to add their platform ASAP to that app. That just really stressed their staff and they were overjoyed to get to do that, but they needed more bandwidth. They had to work lots of hours to make sure that experience was seamless and uh, without problems for those churches to make sure the user could utilize it and benefit from it and engage with the word of God there. So that happened over the weekend, 2600 extra churches were added to that platform so that people could engage virtually and that happened. But that is only one thing. So because of that, normally about, they tell me about a million people are engaging on that platform across a weekend. With that number, they have about 4,000 Decisions for Christ um, coming across there, but not this weekend. This weekend was different because they had to add all these platforms because none of us could go into our churches and because of the uncertainty that people are sensing right now. They were exposed to 4.5 million people across the weekend and there were 15,000 new believers in Christ. 15,000 and that's what they know about. That's the people who actually said yes and communicated with their people that they wanted to make a decision. Now what that tells me is that when uncertainty breeds fear, like we were talking about, people are looking for hope, for certainty and a sure footing about their soul. It does someone zero good to find me, as a believer, floundering around, scared silly about the situation and stressed out because I can't get something at the store I probably don't even need right now. Not really. It doesn't do them any good to see me behaving like that as a believer. When you and I are so tempted to turn inward, which I am to do that, to give into fear and to focus on our toilet paper stashes and perseverating on the uncertainty that is surrounding us, this example of how the church pivoted to seize the opportunity to reach people needing the hope of the gospel calls us, you and I, to possess, really possess a grounded faith in the midst of our uncertainty, and to give it to others. Remember the time when Jesus turned water into wine at a friend's wedding? That happened in Cana in Galilee. Well, sometime later, he returned to the same area. A crisis arose, not a large-scale pandemic-type crisis like the one you and I are experiencing, but a life-shattering, please-know-God kind of crisis all the same for this one man he was some sort of official and he heard Jesus had returned to the area and that news struck him because he left his home walked 20 to 25 miles from Capernaum to where Jesus would have been to get his attention and ask him to heal his son because there was no other cure and he was dying in fact the Bible says that this son was at the point of death. I mean, this was it for the son. Well, in response to that, Jesus offers not a kind and encouraging reply. He says, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Well, the man is not undone, and he's probably not just talking to the man. He, there is a crowd there, and it's full of the Jewish leaders. He's probably talking to the entire crowd, not just this one man. But the man, he, he doesn't stop. He doesn't turn, hang his head in disbelief, and start the journey home in hopelessness. He presses in. In the next verse, and this is all from the book of John, the official said to him, and that's the guy we're, we're talking about. He's an official. Sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus says to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. So he has this encounter with Jesus He hears what he says. He takes him at his word and he makes the 20 to 25 mile journey home, which he didn't start until the next day. He doesn't begin the journey until the next day, but he believed him. He took him at his word. So on the way home, his servant meets him on the road to bring him some astounding news. He says something like, you're never going to believe what has happened. The boy is alive and well. Yesterday, the fever just left. It was gone. So the dad asks, are you telling me that yesterday at such and such time, this is what happened? And the servant says, yes, that's exactly what, and I'm paraphrasing. The Bible doesn't say these <laughs> words. but Yes, that's exactly When the man Jesus spoke to me and told me that this is what happened. And the Bible says, and he himself believed in all his household. And that is from John 4, verses 42 through 53. Here we can see a faith progression if we look closely. And that's really what I want to capture our attention today. Because this is what others need from us right now they need our faith it's really not grounded this faith that we're seeing in this man until he gives it away to his household so we get to the end of the story this is where we're most useful when we give it away stuck focused on ourselves and our toilet paper and our own yada 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 does not do much good for the kingdom I don't know if you've noticed that, but it really doesn't. In the beginning of our story, as this miserable man, burdened with with the what-ifs of his dying son, makes the long walk, he's sort of trying out his faith. He heard Jesus was coming, and that was enough to make him put his feet to the pavement. He possesses a faith. We see this because he's praying, he's active, he's going to Jesus He actually is doing something and he's expecting God to move. He's walking the 20 miles because he's expecting something to happen when he gets there. This is a good place to be. This is a vibrant faith, but it is only a beginning. Then comes a rebuke. Jesus gives the rebuke as it often happens in life. There's something that's going to happen. It's not working out. Here, our guy doesn't get the answer he wants. In our lives, troubles might arise, but this guy is desperate. Where else is he going to go? It's kind of like today. There are situations that drive us to Jesus, like the one we're in. We have no other hope but God. So we show up. We ask. We even beg. This is a terrible situation we're in. I mean, it's just terrible, and it is a good time to beg God to move on our behalf then the word comes. Jesus gives the word. Your God is faithful to you in your situation also. Often, when this takes place, it enables our faith to sort of take another step. And this is what happens to the guy in our story, this official. He believes. But there is a long journey home. 20 to 25 miles. And this is where you and I can get stuck. This is where I find myself stuck. Even this morning. It's probably why it stuck out to me. I was reading about Joshua. They had heard the instructions to cross the Jordan, to take the city, and they began to possess the promised land. They would go here, and God would give them victory, and they would go here, and God would give them victory there. And then these other kings would come together and come against them. And this is the line that I had missed many times. This is Joshua eleven eighteen. 18. Joshua waged war against all these kings for a long time. Somehow I had missed that for a long time. See, I I want it to be quick. I want it to be over and I want to move on to the good stuff, but that's not what happens often. It's the same with you and me. Sometimes there's no evidence. There's no miracles. There's no encouragement. Nothing but bad news and goals left unaccomplished staring you in the face and that's, that's the reality that you and I live in sometimes. Sometimes there's a pandemic with no cure lurking outside the door and sometimes it's brought into your living room. There's nothing you can do. This man received no evidence to believe that God was gonna do anything in his situation. No miracle in the front of his face. He was just like us and then he was given a word. Yet he still believes. He believes the word that he was given and he turns toward home and he walks the 25 miles unsure of what he's going to find when he gets there. Maybe this is right where you are. Girl, still trust keep walking stay on the move keep fighting back to believe the word believe during the uncertainty the servant comes and says you are never gonna guess what happened while you were gone the man asks for the exact time now why does he do this is it because he's doubting and he needs to know in order to believe no I don't think so it's because he's looking for confirmation He puts all of that information together and by golly, Jesus did it. He is who he says he is. He can do what he says he can do. And our guy can now put experience to his unseen faith. Now he is a believer. He's unshakable. His faith is grounded in personal experience, in understanding, in faith without seeing, difficult trust, all of it. So much That he tells it and lives it out before his family until it is recorded that they too believe. That is the type of faith needed in us today for such a time as this. How much can we relate to this man today? Can you relate to someone bringing their needs to Jesus? Seeking him out as the only hope? believing only God can turn your situation around, only He can intervene, only He can accomplish what He's called you to do, only He can bring you through this difficulty, then, as if you and I had to walk 25 miles, let us pray our guts out. And when you are discouraged, because you will be, or sidetracked, because it happens, or pushed off the sidewalk on purpose because you will be. Pray some more. Do you too need to believe God before He does anything good? Are you stuck here like we read about in Joshua and spent a really long time fighting your battles? Let me encourage you to keep believing God. For what you cannot see. Because your life is a testament of His faithfulness and His very name. When you and I have experienced God coming through where it counts, giving us personal experience, a faith that is genuine, that stands the test of uncertainty, we must share it. How, might God, have you positioned to do this very thing during this unprecedented time don't just hoard your toilet paper and your wipes people are in need of a grounded faith give it to them with a roll of toilet paper there is one who is reliable and trustworthy strong enough to overcome pandemics and unforeseeable disasters i pray your faith is strengthened that you pray hard and that you become immovable in your belief of god's ability to come through for you then give this gift to someone else I hope you have a great week sharing with others. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Stirring Faith podcast. We plan to release a new episode once a week. I would invite you to become a subscriber because it makes it so much easier to make sure you get it. Please remember, rate, review, and share the podcast. You're the one that makes the impact. And you never understand the difference your suggestion could make in the life of another person just by recommending and sharing the resource. So please pass along what you find here. Don't keep it to yourself, it's so easy to do. Post it from Spotify. It's so easy. Or put it in your stories. I would personally be grateful. And remember, there's more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful resources at your fingertips. Just go to www.sheearns.com where you're going to find reading plans, videos, articles, and other resources, more than there's ever been before, to help stir more desire for God into your everyday life. I'm Cherry Strange. It is always a pleasure to meet you here.